Welcome back to Talking About Alliance, episode seven of Summit, season two of TBA. I'm Ari here, joined as always by Hirsch. Hello, Hirsch. Good evening. Hey, how are you doing, Ari? I'm doing good. Good, good. And we are joined by, you might know him as the evil mastermind of Survivor Dark Forest, um, a new avid Survivor fan and a friend to us in the community and a good friend of mine personally, Ace in the Desert, here with us uh, live from the desert. Welcome. Hello. Hey, Ace. Thanks for being on with us. Sure. Should be fun. Uh, so we left off as the Rutka tribe was headed to tribal council, as has been expected, and with uh, presumably what at least was outwardly an easy vote in Clara, who had flipped a couple votes prior and had become expendable with a little bit of outward dressing about a mistake on the challenge, um, which wasn't quite a fair thing to blame, but that uh, when they had Spencer in hand and an easy 4-1 vote. The interesting thing, there's not a ton to go over from this, but her throwing her vote onto KT um, while knowing that she was the one being voted out, uh, kind of, you know, since she didn't, or they, they didn't push that vote ahead of time, but an interesting little throw at the end. Uh, yeah, I think um, when, uh, when Clara landed in the lounge, I, I personally asked her, I was just, uh, just out of curiosity, why did you vote for KT? And I think she just basically chalked it up to just a feeling that she got, um, which I think, uh, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of the, I think a lot of people still in the game have that same feeling, though they may not have verbalized it in, in so many ways. But you, you definitely get that kind of uh, impression from the conversations they have with uh, other players. So uh, it didn't seem to affect KT that much, but I do think it's indicative of her, uh, of her long-term uh, future in the game that uh, that she's not going to be popular with uh, some of the other. Uh, other other players. Ace, anything stand out to you from this tribal? Uh, for sure. I think it was bold to put a vote on KT. I think I think it's starting to show that like after KT keeps going after, you know, whoever she wants one by one, that people aren't gonna stand for it. And especially in a 10 person tribe now, like that tactic maybe works when you're left just with your friends after a few votes, but when there's 10 people, like you have to be a little bit more mindful about what you try to do. So we'll see how that builds going further into this merge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was about it for Clara. And I wish we hadn't gotten to see more of them. Um, I think back in the lounge, we can see more of the personality than we saw in the game where they were just kind of floating around, surviving vote to vote. Yeah, they were uh, they were they were a bit salty when they hit the lounge, as uh, as is to be expected. Um, if you have any kind of emotional investment in the game, um, but they uh, kind of blossomed and they they've been dropping some um, some memes and having fun, um, and were surprised a bit when they went back. Not unlike Jessica to uh, go back through the lounge and and get a real understanding of what the true impression of that tribe was. Uh, unfortunately, the biggest offenders won't get to find out about that for another, you know, 
three weeks probably or another <laughs> two and a half weeks. But once they do, um, I will be happy to walk them through any feelings they might be having about uh, our impression of them, um, as I'm sure many people will. <laughs> sure. So the one other thing from that night, um, after Tribal going back, they that tribe, um, the Rootkit tribe at camp was openly discussing strategy at Emerge, um, which uh, usually doesn't get talked at a camp, although it can in this situation. Um, I remember seeing, you know, Cat's tribe with Angel and Cars had that, um, they closed the DMs and everything was at camp right before Emerge. So the interesting thing is that they thought about doing a split vote, assuming that they would just have all the numbers with them. Yeah, um, this entire time, uh, yeah, to the uh, to the amazement of the viewers' lounge, um, K Tan, Hen, and uh, and DC just automatically assumed that Wind, uh, Tobias, and Bread would come crawling back to them. Um, maybe maybe they had a little uh, less certainty about Wind, but uh, they certainly thought they had Tobias and Bread. Um, so all these plans they were making were contingent on three people they hadn't seen in in days. Um, three people that they had basically sent away saying you're, you're the, you're the least valuable members of this, uh, of this tribe, um, which is, I think, uh, a big mistake. I mean, you, you can't assume anything like that. Um, you know, and they're, and they're talking those three up in front of Spencer, um, you know, and if they're so gung ho about those three, Spencer should be asking himself, where do I really fit in with this, with this, with this tribe? Um, I, I don't get it. It's it, it, it's just kind of another example of just the myopia of um, of those of those three players. I, I don't. It's it's amazing to watch for sure. I I don't know how else to put it. We'll play one big board game if I want, and they'll all be friends, and they're all they'll all vote forever they want. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've just been they've been just locking it in at seven to three uh, going in, and they'd be able to wipe out the. Uh, the uh, the uh, Arunima uh, three, uh, you know, lockstep, you know, and um, it's certainly not going to play out like that. It, it, it would appear. What what stands out to me about it is how their assumption basically the entire time since the swap is all the people that swap to them would flip and vote with them. And also all of the people who swapped away from them uh, and, and Arunima and it was the same in challenges. Uh, Arunima, you know, has the opposite. They're paranoid about everything and going to double check everything and never be complacent, uh, both in the challenges and in numbers with the votes. And it feels like no matter what happened between the swap and the merge, nothing would have told them that they wouldn't have the numbers going into a merge, which in retrospect makes you have to think that you are thinking about something wrong. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, you got to think of all the angles. And uh, I think that was, that is a huge flaw in their game. And I think it will, uh, I think we will see that play out here uh, in the uh, early, uh, early uh, middle portion of the game here with uh, this, these first few post-merge votes that are coming up. Yeah. I find it a weird like overestimation of like the depths of these relationships. Cause like a lot of the private conversations, you know, everyone gets to have like, you don't have much time. It's hard to, you know, especially when you're 
dealing with a lot of new people every few days if you're swap or merge or whatever like it's it's hard to develop those relationships and like and uh you know rank your priorities and try to figure out like how to survive like it's i don't think it's entirely easy and like for them to just assume everyone is their ally till they don't need them anymore is kind of it it doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah go figure this is uh this is the root key three the root k3 so i i wouldn't put anything past them at this point um I'm still amazed at the, I'm still amazed at their real huge opinion of themselves. Um, although as someone who planned a split vote at the merge and then saw seven votes go the wrong way, I can understand it, I guess. You have the experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you don't know when where anyone stands. Um, and so that brings us to the merge. Um, and the merge feast, where they have the first task of any merge tribe coming up with the name, and they come up with the Tenzing tribe name, uh, and then all of a sudden the scrambling is going to begin, and everyone talking to the people that they are meeting for the first time or swapped away from, and figuring out where everyone stands. Always fun. Um, I liked the tribe name. Um, it, it was, I don't know if it was the most popular one with the viewers lounge, but I liked it. Um, and you know, it, and, uh, you know, so that's a difference than, uh, some of, uh, the other, uh, uh, definitely better than Greendale or Bioplasm. And, uh, and, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, the thing about the post-merge is the avalanche and Ace having most recently done this can attest to that, the avalanche of DMs that just come with it. Um, and you're just oh, juggling, gosh. you're just juggling, people you've never played with before. You're juggling people that you were playing with uh, who left. Um, you're maintaining a conversation with the people you've been with all along. Um, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, and uh, just as a viewer trying to keep up with all of it. And, 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 and the fun thing about it is that like 85% of what's being said um, for the most part is, uh, is bullshit. <laughs> it's just uh it's just uh it's just glad handing um it's just trying to squeeze whatever information you can get out of somebody um for free uh, without having to give anybody something um it's it's having to apply you know some filter knowing that they're probably lying to you for some reason i mean it's just like i said it's fun to read um, I don't even bother reading all of it now as a, as a, as a, as a viewer. I mean, it's just, it's too much. I mean, I can't even imagine um, at this point as, as a player trying to, trying to keep up with all that. The one time I did it in another org, it was crazy. Um, it's just as crazy in this org. And um, as I mentioned, Ace, you're, you're the one who most had to deal with that recently. Uh, how did you deal with the post-merge DM avalanche I mean, it's a crazy experience. You know, people you think were your allies a few days ago might not be. You have to kind of figure out where they are, who they've been talking to. Um, I certainly had that issue um, with like BBGG. Like we were, he was my one ally on photo, but we never had a vote. And like you come back and you start to see who people you previously liked are not aligned with and you may not like it. And you have to kind of figure out like which, which of, which are you better off where you are? Do you have better options with some of these new people? And it can be really hard to juggle. 
um, you have to be really careful um, on how much you confide in certain people. Like it can, it can, it can, because things can change fast. Like you don't, you just don't know until there's a vote. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's why I say it, it's all well and good, but you're, you know, you really never know what's, what, if what you're being told is true until that first vote. And you're absolutely right about that. Once you vote, that's where the, the truth, the truth tends to reveal itself. That honestly might've been my favorite day in the game. Um, as someone who really enjoys that side of things, connecting with people, um, working those relationships, uh, you know, it sort of feels like everything builds to that one day when all of a sudden you have all these channels and you need to, and so you're talking to people for the first time and trying to see what you can get out of people you were with before and then comparing notes with your allies. Um, and I may have played all of that wrong, but it was a fun time to, it, it sort of feels like everything in the game, you're setting up that day and then the rest all goes from there. Well, we've seen, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ace. No, I was just saying for sure um, that it's definitely the big like building point because a line is going to be drawn, you know, after that first vote, there's no going back who, who you put your initial loyalties in. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen, and I don't know if, we, I don't think we saw it with this merge, but we've seen in the merges in the past um, here in Alliance, and I'm thinking specifically of the uh, Mojo Desert um, merge, where um, where Angel comes blazing in and um, and just starts spinning some nonsense about what had happened with uh, my elimination, without even really talking to Cat. Um, you know, Cat had gone to you, Ari, and, and had said that I, I went out on rocks. Um, Angel comes in with a completely different story, uh, unaware that Cat has been spinning, been telling the truth about the rocks. And he's upset that he can't build this narrative and he's just burying himself on, on day one uh, of this new tribe and, and not really helping himself out at all. Um, that's an example of a bad merge, a really bad merge where you just kind of sink your game and people who you thought hope who you had hoped could work with you suddenly have no trust in you whatsoever. Um, and again, like I said, I don't think anybody really did that with this merge. I think this merge just really, kind of showed right where everybody's loyalties lie. The Root K3 are going to stick together. Spencer is an add-on who's trying to spy on Arunima. Um, the Arunima 3 are solid. They aren't sure about Tobias and Wind. They don't really trust Bread. I mean, so everything that kind of played out, at least by my reckoning, in this um, – and, and this merger uh, really just just uh, kind of highlighted what we already knew. Um, though I think there was a couple of interesting things that may have popped up that that Ari might want to touch on. Yeah, so there I had a few things marked down um, that I think are going to be an impact for potentially the whole rest of the game. Um, the first is with the half idols, where Jessica had spilled before her vote that Stark told her or found the half idol in front of her, um, shared it with the tribe, and the Ruchka um, immediately were telling pretty much everyone about that. And uh, so uh, I think it was KT that first told Bread, and Bread says, Oh, well, this is interesting because I also have a half idol. And 
Uh, I think he went to Stark and tried to form a relationship through that. Um, whether or not that goes anywhere remains TBD. Yeah, they, uh, I don't even think they've even gone back to talk about it. You know, they did a, they did a, a brief little uh, virtual handshake on it and, uh, and, 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 and it haven't, doesn't look like they've talked much since, but, um, um, I think Ari is of the opinion and uh, I am very firmly of the opinion, uh, that those, uh, those idols will never form. There's no way Stark will ever trust bread to the point where he's willing to hand it over and bread sure as heck isn't handing it over. So that's, uh, those half idols, <clears throat> if they both make it to final seven, final six, um, and that's still very interesting, um, that, uh, that little rule, I still find interesting the the distinction in saying specifically final seven, final six, um, which will come up later, I'm sure. But uh, hmm. um, but um, you know, if they make it that far, they both count as a uh, a vote block, I believe. But um, they'll never they'll never form together for an idol. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's really unfortunate they didn't like figure it out like a few days ago at the beginning of the swap because like I think there was a moment where Brad like wasn't sure where his loyalties lied, um, and then I saw a very awkward conversation between them like a few days ago where Brad was just going on start for like ask for like kind of asking who among the old rookies he would vote for and like if they had. If they found if they found the idol together before that moment, I think this could have gone a lot differently. But I I just I I think it's very clear to both of them that their interests are not aligned at this point. <laughs> They're doing a good job of being cordial um, after that little bit of a little bit of a dust up uh, in that one conversation. But yeah, I think sure. uh, that's about, that's about the the extent of it. You don't want these things blowing up to the whole camp, so they they've definitely done. It's good that they can at least get along. <laughs> yeah, for now. So, for now. The way that I would like to see it play out, um, and we can talk about this more with the vote also, but with bread very possibly being the swing vote or the deciding vote in this upcoming tribal, Stark could say to him, if you vote with us and take out KT or DC um, and vote with us in this tribal, and prove that you're with us, I'll give you the half idol. Because, you know, it doesn't do anything to him on its own. Um, and if he can trust bread, I mean, it's worth it to give that up for having the numbers. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, it, yeah, you know, but don't, don't transfer ownership until you see that vote. Um, yeah, for you, sure. you do it, you, do, you know, you do it after the tribal. Yeah. Bread's so cocky, though. I'm not, I'm, I think he feels like they have the votes in the bag and unless, you know, unless something leaks with Tobias or Wind, like I'm just not sure if he'll ever believe that Stark is in a position of power. <laughs> I mean, if I'm bred, you know, and I'm the swing vote and someone offers me the second half of an idol to swing in their direction for a vote, I'm taking that. Yeah, you'd be stupid not to, I guess, at least try. So it would be interesting for sure. It's not. It's not obvious at the get go. I think the we'll see, we'll see if um, anything happens on that. Um, the other thing is, so going off of that, bread really being the one to plop himself right in the middle and you know say as loudly as he can, "I'm the swing vote. 
and I'm going to play at both sides and really not hide that fact. Um, and in the meantime, he's pretty much acquiring information from everyone. Um, we you know we've I think we've seen Brett in this position where he gets all the information and then ends up spilling it and not doing anything with it, but he could be in a good position if he makes the right move. If he makes the right move, I mean, we are, we are dealing with a, uh, a mercurial 14 year old, uh, uh, who's in the, uh, the throes of his, uh, burgeoning adolescence, you know, of his, you know, of his growing into manhood and, 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 and having played with him. I mean, he's just, everybody commented at the beginning of the season, how mature he seemed. And when you, you know, and, and he presented himself in a very positive way, but I think we're starting to see the bread I played with in global Viber kind of bubble up to the top. Um, and that's a, that's a very cocky kid, like any other teenager you could bump into on the street who thinks um, and I'm really earning the R rating this, this week, uh, who thinks his shit don't stink. And, um, and, um, and that's just, that's who he is right now. That's who we all were when we were 14 and he is no different than any other 14 year old in that respect. Um, and I think he's going to overplay his hand or he's going to say the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. And he's going to play himself right out of his game. Um, and that idol, that half idol will probably still be in his pocket when it happens. Um, he's just, he wants to have control. He wants to be heard. And when he doesn't feel like that's happening, he acts out. And I think that's what we're going to end up heading towards as we, as we move along. Yeah. He did not do himself any favors. I mean, he didn't, I don't think he built any sustained relationships on those days on Arma. Like that could have been a big moment to connect with more people and put himself in a better position. But like now uh, it, it seems, it just seems so much more fragile than it could have been for him. Um, so what he thinks is, so I'm curious what you think the best move for Brett is as he's working with Spencer, um, whether or not any of them believe that and plan on going with that, but you know, seeing five on one side, four on the other pretty tightly. Um, and I think he can pretty, well, I think wind is being pretty coy with him, seeing him as part of the other side and not giving him the full picture. Um, mm -hmm. But I think he can. He's going to recognize five and four, and he's still mostly on his own. Like, what's the best way for him to play this situation? Ace, you want to take this one? Uh sure, I can try. So the problem is, like, who does Brad thinks his closest relationships are? I'm leaning towards um, at least like it seemed like it was definitely like DC before merge. Um, I mean, we heard, like, Shannon, I mean, it seemed like he was kind of talking more Shannon, but, like, Shannon talking with Wynn seemed okay throwing Brett under, so, like, I think, I think he's gonna lean to protect, like, his old rookie buddies, like, I think he just built stronger relationships earlier in the game, um, so in terms of where that puts him, I think he should try to stay more middle with, like, Spencer, um, and, maybe even win Tobias, but it's like not too clear. I think he's, I think he's gunning too hard for, I, I just don't see him like coming to reason. I, I think he's gunning too hard for the core Arma people. So like, but he should try, he should be trying to stay as middle as possible. Like he shouldn't, he, he should be talking to everyone and 
just trying to not piss anyone off. Like, <laughs> yeah, he uh, doing so much lying right now. Like, it's going kinda... unnecessary. Unnecessary lying in this game is just it gets you every time. Um, 100%. You know, and just it just it just comes back to haunt you. And um, honestly, I'm like, if 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 I saw a clear the, the Reds' clearest path to a Final Four and a chance to get into that FTC is with Tobias Wind and Spencer. Absolutely. But here's the thing. He, he worked so little on trying to strengthen or bolster his relationship with Wind and Tobias after the flip that, you know, they don't really, they don't really have any reason to put any faith in him just from the stuff he says and from the stuff he said to Stark. So it's like Stark and Shan and Spite, you know, he said he hasn't tried to do anything with Spidey. Um, he, he, he and Stark had that little, uh, you know, contentious little discussion. Um, and, and Shan's getting bad vibes off of him. Um, he hasn't, he didn't have this time to, you know, with his old Ruke people, he didn't take advantage of the time he had with his Arunima people. And, um, and now he has to ride the middle. And the people that he could ride the middle with to a final four don't want to ride with him. And, you know, I mean, and it's just like, I don't, that's his best chance. And I don't, and I think it has about a 5% chance of actually happening at this point uh, yeah i think so i think the way that he kind of needs to do this is to stay kind of lie low for a while um go with the numbers you know which is probably going with the arunamas for the first vote and then seeing if someone starts flipping around another way um last you know three-ish votes this way just kind of going along developing relationships maybe finding an advantage, um, and then make a move to put yourself on the radar and hope you can co- and hope you can use that to get to the end. For Bread, who is a very, to borrow a more org term, over-the-top player, uh, I think that is a very hard thing for him, and I think him being uh, so active and in your face is going to come back to bite him as soon as this vote. Yeah, I mean, his his uh, he's got no. He, there's no certainty that he's gonna get past. Yeah, like you said, there's no certainty he's even getting past this week. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about him casually as a target, and like he shouldn't even be anywhere on the radar. He's a potential swing vote for both sides, and yet they're thinking of tossing him under anyway. It's so over the top. Bad bad news for bread. Um, so the other, one other thing I noticed is KT um, is being very loose with information, um, especially when it comes to Bread and Tobias. Uh, I think she has not told anyone about Board Game Gate yet, um, <laughs> but I think any other info that she has to share. The conversation with Tobias really stands out where she just keeps going and he says oh okay oh really how come oh what happened and just gets everything from how the votes went what advantages they found what their plans were and without even having to do much at all she, you know without even having to reestablish any trust she just immediately went right in uh telling him everything 
Yeah. It seems like her way to try to reassure trust. Maybe she just thinks if she's if she acts open to everyone that they'll trust her, which I mean isn't totally terrible, but you need to establish some preliminary grounds, like <coughs> I think it plays into her personality. Um she I think at this point she feels that the Rook 3 are unassailable. No one's going to be able to touch him. Her actions are those of somebody who is so supremely confident in her position in the game. She feels like they are unassailable at this point. No one's going to touch them. So why not be uh, an open book? Because, you know, no one can touch you anyway. I think it, it just, it, it's, it's very reflective of her attitude this entire game. I mean, I think she thinks she's being nice, like the way she's engaging with everyone. Um, I think she's just really missing these subtleties in how people think of her, and like it's just not picking up at all. <laughs> I mean, in this game where information is power, um, I think she's not capitalizing on that and using the information she has and, you know, being stingy with it to get further ahead instead just spilling everything to people who you can't necessarily trust right away or she just for whatever reason thinks she can trust him because Ruke was the best tribe everybody said so Spencer said so <laughs> said so William said so we were the favorite tribe everybody loves Ruke viewers lands oh we are the heroes oh please <laughs> That's what happens when tribe strong gets to your head. <laughs> I mean, when you're in the group, like, and you want to fit in, like, I guess all you hear is that echo chamber. Uh, to be a little fair, but it's it's very much yikes. Just a little bit. It's silly. Um, so another uh, key thing from the, all the scrambling. Um, so Tobias, who was not online, kind of logged off right at the end of the merge feast and had a few hours out. And I think we can talk about this too. I think that may actually have helped him in that he can kind of stay under the radar and wait to make the move. Um, when he logged on, he basically had everyone from Rutka telling him everything. And he went right back to Arunima, especially Wind and Shannon spilling just about all of what they had told him. Yeah, when you when you when you kind of duck out like that, uh, you don't have to come up with filler talk. You don't the less you talk, the less chance you have of kind of saying the wrong thing. Um, the less often you have to repeat the same thing or construct a, you know, or repeat the same lie. Um, and you know, and, and the information bubbles up, like you said, um, and then, you know, it, you kind of get the, you kind of get a more clear picture of, of what the truth is when you enter the, when you enter the picture, like, uh, three, three hours later. Um, I don't know if that was his intent, but it worked out for him that well, you know, so, uh, maybe in the, in the future for just a heads up to future Alliance players, if you hit the merge, stick around for that first 10, 15 minutes, say your hellos, um, and then duck out for responsibility, uh, dinner, um, in a post-pandemic era, uh, got to go to work, go to the grocery store, whatever. Um, let everybody else just let all the other hens cluck 
and then you can kind of come back in later and, uh, and, and get all the, uh, the salient information that you need to that's, uh, that's kind of bubbled up to the surface. Um, it's not a bad strategy, honestly. Could work, could also definitely backfire. I think when the group's more even and like he's in the middle and not sure where to go, like I think it's working very well for him. I think if you knew you're more in the minority and you wanted and you needed to start making those connections right away, I mean, there is benefit to making connections early. Um, so it kind of just depends where your game is. Like I think Tobias was connected enough to win um, and a few other people at this point that could do some of the leveraging for him. So I think I think it, it's worked out. Yeah, at that point, the only person he'd actually never had any contact with was uh, was Spencer, you know, and he kind of, uh, you know, came in and, uh, and you know, and cleaned that up later. But um, mm -hmm. Tobias is in a very interesting position in this game. I think he's even better placed uh, than Wind, uh, better placed than Bread. Because both Wind and Bread have people from uh, the other tribe, you know, the from Ruka or Arunima, um, having reason to doubt them. Um, Tobias is, you know, even you know, Tobias is the person who's like right there in the middle. Spencer has picked his side. Bread has kind of picked his side. Wind is kind of leaning. Like I said, they they, they all have their their preferences. Um, Tobias is just right there in the middle, and. Um, he's in a good spot. He might be in the best spot in this entire game. And trust me, I am loathe to say this because if Tobias ends up winning this game, um, Brando will never hear the end of it. Um, Brando picked his, picked his name out of a hat from the boot list. But if Tobias wins, Brando is going to say he knew it all along, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just saying long time listeners understand that if, if Tobias wins, you'll never hear about the end of it from Brando. So root for Tobias or not based on your Brando tolerance. <laughs> yeah, I think his stock is only rising. Like if the shots can fire evenly, like if the, if the rookie trio and the Arma trio, like um, the original three can start disappearing at equal rates. Like I think people will just keep coming to Tobias as a closer ally. So definitely, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Tobias if we're looking for a dark forest comparison, he's older. Um, I think he's kind of like in a pos similar position right now that Barker was in at this point in dark forest where he can kind of just kind of ride along, ride along and then bubble up right there at like five or six and get his way to the, uh, to the final three. Um, yeah, and I think so. I think that's reasonable. Do you think that Tobias was too quick going back to wind and especially I think to with Shannon in sharing everything he heard from the Arunamas um, instead of just holding on to it and deciding what he wants to share and what decision to make? I don't know. To be determined, really. It's uh, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of his, uh, a lot of his, his risk management, you know, depends on who's getting voted out as, as time proceeds. So, uh, um, I know he's, I feel like he's 100% safe this vote. And if he can get past this vote and get out one of those people, then it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, and, and I don't think it matters to him. He's, he's the, like I was saying, he's the true wild card here in that he doesn't, uh, I think he has no allegiance whatsoever. He, he's, 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 a, he's a lone wolf more than just about anybody else in this game. 
All right, well, after all the scrambling, we then have the very first uh, post-merge challenge, which was Splatterball, um, a Dark Forest-like social challenge, where uh, so you fired a board and would splatter paint, and you could um, splatter over someone else's paint. Whoever has the most paint at the end wins. And a few special squares with some extra points. Um, I think the alliance is kind of, well, theoretically, were a big part of it. We saw early on Stark targeting KT, um, people returning the favor to him, Brad kind of slipping around for a bit. Um, and then I think that sort of dissolved a bit toward the end, where uh, one that stuck out was 15-16, firing one right at KT's. Uh, I think might have put him over the top in the end. Any, anything stand out from this? From the from the challenge, um, no other than um, other than uh, it kind of played out pretty much how you would expect one of these challenges to uh, to play out, um, like uh, when uh, people ganged up on Glorf, um, two tribes in a row, or, or you know, or froze him out, and you know, and basically at, at that point you don't care who wins as long as it's someone in your alliance. If you know who you want to vote on, you, at some point you make sure they don't have immunity. <laughs> So it's interesting because they really aren't, they haven't, the blocks really haven't all come together yet. And you could see that in the challenge, like some people were being more cautious than others with who they wanted to piss off. Red, red wine, not getting you through the day. Need something that'll give you five times the strength and seven times the energy to make you the best Yeti you can be? Then you need to try Yeti Genetic Juice. You can do anything on this stuff. Bench press an Ibex? Out swim an otter? You could even lead Rucky to an immunity challenge win thanks to Yeti Genetic Juice. Pick up in store today. Yeti Genetic Juice is an insidious mixture of a jelly nature and a bio petrochemical. If you're not a Yeti, do not consume it. Your insides will set on fire. Do not drink Yeti Genetic Juice if you're pregnant, try to become pregnant, or Becky. All right, well, uh, Big Hen 1516 has the immunity necklace, which leaves nine other players vulnerable. And we're recording this, um, I think about an hour after the end of the challenge. So all the channels are uh, a bright white on my screen and there's lots of scrambling going on. And I'm just poking around a bit, seeing some things. And it looks like we're starting to get some targets formed. Um, the Rutkas seem to be, they have a plan to vote for Spidey, but they're gonna decoy Stark. The problem is they're telling everyone this plan. <laughs> oh, even better. You know, <coughs> I don't know if you caught this, Ari. I was a, this is a big brain rookie at a, rookie at a, at, you know, to a T. KT has a plan to where they all gather in one channel and start talking openly about voting out Stark in the hopes, in the hopes that Shannon or Spidey or Stark stumble into that channel and see them talk <laughs> about voting out Stark. This is next level. Well, in a game all about communication, I don't see anything that could possibly go wrong. Not at all. <laughs> And then, 
asking the hen asking the tough questions. Hen's question was, well, well, what if none of them come into the channel? <laughs> well, I'm more concerned that you know, poor Brad's going to be in there and he's going to forget about what they told him an hour ago and and said, oh, all right, I guess we're all voting for Stark. And all of a sudden you have a five four one. Uh, it's um, yeah, I've seen. Uh, okay, so they want to they want to take out Spidey, but decoy Stark so he can, they can flush his full idol, which evidently came out of a, some telephone game. Somehow Stark has a full idol, um, so they're hoping to flush his full idol that doesn't exist, um, <laughs> thereby, thereby missing a, a golden opportunity to take out Stark here um, and take out his third, uh, the third person in that alliance, um, which is, sure, why not? Go for it. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of, uh, in, you know, uh, emotion, sorry, uh, shitters uh, invested in, uh, in in Spidey. Um, Wind is trying to get the vote on Bread, which is an interesting play. Um, you might want to talk about that a little bit or go back to it here in a second. And it looks like Stark's trying to push it on KT. So uh, the, uh, the uh, Arunima 3 and Wind and Tobias need to get their ducks in a row um, so that they know that they have five strong. Um, it doesn't look like at the moment that Rootke wants to split. Um, so we could be looking at a 5-5 five, five tie. Um, maybe between five on bread, five on uh, five on, on Spidey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is um, kind of where it seems to be headed. Um, KT was the first name thrown out. Um, I think the thing with the Spidey vote is whether purposely or not, that's the person who bred would most easily flip on um, and head to the other side with wind. So wind's plan, um, so let's talk about this. So is this a good idea? His plan is to have the root kit five or the Arunuma three plus him and Tobias vote for bread. Um, presumably it's having some kind of split on the other five and basically you take out that swing vote, you have a pretty cemented 5-4 majority going into the next vote. The problem is, and we'll see if anyone points this out, if it's a 5-5 split, and you know, if it was 5-5 against KT, Bread could very easily have been the one to flip it to 6-4. If this vote goes in 5-5, I'm not sure who, you know, five on Spidey, five on Bread, I'm not sure who, to break that up. That's a good point because you the, the flipper the flipper can't vote because that would be bread. Um, mm -hmm. I could see I could see Spencer, you know, seeing the writing on the wall and flipping to taking out um, bread because Spencer doesn't have any real um, allegiance to bread other than this little quote unquote teenagers alliance and maybe we can get into that in a future episode. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the biggest flipper would be bread, and I don't know that if Tobias or Win would be. I think that might be a real rocks vote. That would be kind of crazy to see rocks yeah. on Spidey and uh and and bread. But you know, go figure. The question is like, who does who is Win protecting by like trying to save KT and DC? Because like, um, it, it's kind of a question of like which of those two um is Win willing to give up if any. Um, 
I haven't really watched those conversations too closely. I know him and KT had bonded over some of the Pokemon stuff. Um, I'm seeing now that, like, um, I saw in, like, Tobias Stark DM that Tobias is, like, suggesting DC. So, like, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Wynn shouldn't mind if DC goes as much. So maybe it, I wonder if the winds could shift there. Like, it, it's interesting, like, like who, like, who in each trio is it optimal for Tobias and Wynn to protect? And I think, like, that should kind of guide how they want these, like, next three votes to progress. Because like they need to stay in the middle if they want to survive. Because like they're they're definitely like fourth or fifth among like each trio. Like they're not gonna have they're not gonna have protection like five votes in. So maybe it's thinking a little wider to that game and how you want it to go. Yeah, there's um. I think. Uh, go ahead, Ari. Uh, so I think there's a couple ideas he has. Um, so we'll. He also does not want to be the one to come up with the idea and be the target that's throwing out names, but I think he has his plan set. Um, So I think he wants to flesh out any advantages that might be in play. He also wants to keep the Rutka power players, that trio, plus the Aruma trio as targets for future votes and keep himself letting him slither between the two. the way that the thing that this does though, um, if he knocks out bread, there's nine people left, and it's the three Arunamas, the three Rudke. If you're looking at a final three, it's either him, Tobias, and him, Tobias, and Spencer being dragged to the end all together, or he's gonna be sitting next to one of those top three on either side. And, and we'll see. I mean, there could very well be if he's if it's him, Tobias, and Spidey, that Spidey is the one who hasn't done much and is sitting at the end with no votes. Could be, yeah. That's the, there's your goat. But um, I guess keep the big names around and hope they self-destruct in a round or two. Yeah, um, but it could just as easily be at the end, you have 15-16 who's won four or five immunities and hasn't had, and you know, Wind might say I ran more votes, but he might be able to, you know, that's the danger of this move. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. There's definitely something to be said for taking out somebody's number. I mean, and and so uh, that's, I don't know that there is, there, I don't know that there is only one right answer. I mean, there's a few wrong answers here that, you know, that is just would be, would be stupid to get rid of, you know, like, uh, you know, don't, don't take out a Spencer and maybe I, that would, you know, that, that would be probably the silliest move anyone can make at this point. Um, I think everybody knows where Spencer lies. So, you know, that at this point, he's kind of extraneous in that respect. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different right answers here and there's very few wrong. Um, And I think the important thing here is to not, you don't have to make the first step towards your end game. You just don't want to damage your end game. Um, If you even know what that is at this point. So, uh, and everybody's got a different uh, everybody's got a different goal in mind at this point. So it's uh But how about someone stood out that like everyone was afraid of and that like hasn't quite happened to unify the vote? Yeah, that, that's that's true. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a glorf, you know, to, to just shine a spotlight on and make a target. Hmm. So um, 
one thing I wanted to point out is if it is a Spidey or Bread split, um, or I mean Spidey and everyone else, Spidey sent a couple messages today to Wind, not a lot. He has not sent a message to Tobias uh, in six days. The last one was on <laughs> Saturday. And they've been on a tribe together. And, uh, you know, if you're looking at, am I going to flip on this revote against someone who I have not talked to at all, he's going to need to, Spidey's going to need to, in order to save himself, start talking, I think. Very true. At some point, I'm seeing a, the wind to bias DM right now, and wind is fed up of getting like orders from Hen of like how they're gonna vote. So, like, I think there's yeah, like as long as there's that tension between some of these outliers and the core rookie trio, like, I think, I think, um, Spidey and some of the more quiet people still have a little more time before they get, yeah, I think that is the channel that's going to determine this vote. Um, so yeah, we mentioned so the rootkit plan. Um, so they did not want to tell Wind because they thought he was the flipper, and so they they he was they were going to tell him the Stark. <coughs> they think someone did about they said Stark was the target when as the decoy, and Tobias has now told him that he's heard that the plan is actually to decoy Stark and vote on Spidey. Um, and so it looks like they're going to try to turn that back around. The question is, if those two plus the Arunima three have a sixth for their vote, um, and I, if we're looking at a 5-5 five, five split, I don't think people are going to rocks. That's just my impression about, you know, given everyone's position in the game, who's going to rocks for bread? Is bread going to rocks to save KT? I don't see it, but it's hard to see who flips right off the bat. Yeah, we need a new connection going. Either someone has to really hit it off with Spencer or one of the rookie trio really, you know, starting to like Stark or Shannon. Like we need just like, we need someone to like, just have that whisper of hope that like, if there was that deadlock. I mean, see possibilities. you say that Ari, um, and I understand why you're saying that, but if you had asked me, you know, you know, last season, if, if, if those people would have, if you'd asked me if Dr. Crab would have gone to rocks two times for shitters at two different points in that game, once pre-merge and once post-merge, I would have said you were crazy. Um, so I think once they're in that moment, it's, uh, say what you will, there, there's something, <laughs> there's something viscerally exciting about going to rocks. Um, it, it, and and it's just you know your, your heart starts pumping um and it's just like a it's it's i don't know i don't know I, I don't know that they seek it out but i mean when i was in that moment i was like let's do it let's do it so uh i think uh, some people might tobias and wind might just plant their feet and know this is this is uh where they you know where they set the course of their future so um, i don't see tobias or wind flipping i think they're they know that if they go back they're done eventually yeah it's really going to depend any last predictions for this tribal council as there's still a long ways to go i think honestly um at, at this point i mean and i'm just going to go out on a limb and say i wouldn't 
be surprised to see all this shit come full circle back on bread for somehow. Yeah, just wait for. I think it's whoever is the most annoying at tribal council, like might break it. Like if like Spidey or someone gets fed up with Stark or Spencer or someone blows up on bread, like it's just like. I mean, it could very it could very well be till tribal council <laughs> that yeah. break doesn't resolve. <laughs> Because I think some of these people are just so confident that it's going their way right now. They're not. They're not going to listen to. No. They're not going to have anything meaningful said in DMs to break this. Well, I think I think it, I do think it leans in the favor of Arunima, because Arunima has healthy fear. They have, you know, and in this game, you need to have a healthy fear of 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 tribal council when you go in, um, and I think. That is something that the uh, the Rupka three are just going to severely lack. They are have their heads so far up each other's butts that they're just not seeing the possibility that the way they want it to go down, it may not go down. Um, and I think that's going to be their their downfall. I think so. I'm a little worried of Spidey pulling like a Clara, something like that. I think I think if there's a crack on the Arma people, it's it's Spidey. Interesting. That'd be my guess. Um, but it's it's really not clear at all. Ari, what do you think? Uh, so I'm going to predict and probably be wrong that as Tobias and Wind start crunching the numbers, they're going to swing the target back onto KT and get bread, whether before the vote or after seeing the first tie Bread's gonna, he's not gonna stick his neck out that far for KT, and I think he's gonna flip back. But we will see. It's going to be very exciting um, and a long ways to go before then. Um, any last thoughts before we sign off? Well, if I may quote our friend Bread, this is where the game really begins. <laughs> um, I don't believe that. I think the, the, there's there's a severe uh, there's a severe lack of value put on the pregame, um, but uh, he is right in that this is where a new phase of the game begins, and um, and 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 this is always exciting. The first merge, the first uh, tribal after a merge is should be exciting, um, especially when the numbers are kind of stacked up the way they are, and um, and you know there's there's so many different ways this can go. Um, and it was, you know, and, and always with the caveat that just because something goes one way with this, with this, uh, first, uh, tribal after the merge doesn't, that doesn't set the entire course of the future. There's so many more things that could happen along the way. Um, but this is the first step to getting somebody to that, uh, being that sole, uh, person standing on top of the summit at the end of the season. And, and, and that's fun. All right. Um, and that's all we have for this episode. We'll be back soon. Uh, Ace, thanks so much for being on with us, and we will see you around the VIP and the lounge. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Ace. Appreciate you. And as always, Hurst, thanks so much for being on and sharing your analysis. Thank you, Ari. You have a good weekend, sir. You as well. We will be back soon. And if you have any more commercial ideas or don't have an idea but want to get involved somehow uh send me a message post something and we will get in contact 
Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace. Thank you.